Hello everyone and welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast with me, your guest host, Nathan Dighton. It's a pleasure to be back and to celebrate this week we're discussing things which are old and yet still good. Warm and worthy gaming reliables that never let you down. Our new game roundup features Rob adrift in a sea of stars and some picks from Gamescom and who will win our community sourced quiz? Keep listening to find out. Hello, welcome back to the PlayStation Access Podcast. This is the official podcast of PlayStation UK, and I am your guest host, Nathan. And today I'm joined by Rob. Hello. And also by Dave. Hello. And I am here because well, the rest of the team is not here. So you get me instead, which is that a bonus? Actually, that ties into the theme that we'll be talking about later Ooh, on. Oh, intriguing. Very soon. But before all of that, a preview of the other things we'll be talking about. Comments of the week. I remember comments of the week. It's, it's the same, but different. Do we sing? We, we do. do okay, yeah. great. Uh, before we go, uh, and but first, <laughs> <laughs> he's done this so wow. well. <laughs> What's new? I'm going to be talking about some recent releases in this, the What's New section of the PlayStation Access podcast, yeah. which I'm completely familiar with. Yeah, you must be a regular listener. And understand how to host. Um, I wanted to get through all of this just to talk. Um, Rob, the, uh, one of the things which has been out uh, recently, and I actually wrote about it this week on Access for the PlayStation uh, Store video, Sea of Stars. Yes. I thought it just had not your name written on it, but your name written inside it. Yes. Not it literally written in the stars. Yeah, that I would like this game. Uh, it's so no- it's one of those games where you immediately play it, and you can just when you've been doing this as long as I have. Oh yeah, you can <laughs> immediately see and just feel when a game is quality. Just immediately, right? And this game had those things. Just- Wait, so someone who's new to games couldn't sense the quality of this. It takes a Rob fine. Just needs to put his hand on a game. Yeah, and he's right. down. That's what you're saying. Like yeah, that is what I'm right. saying. Well, can, I, can I say though? Because so I was researching it from cold. I know nothing, and I've not played any of those uh, classic RPGs mm-hmm. that you've played. I saw it was a nostalgic turn-based RPG, turn-based RPG. And the first thing I wanted to check, well, I googled, does it have a world map? Because I knew that you would be excited. I about do. It. You have taught me to be excited. About yes. It. And but to your point though. It's not just, you know, tick box exercise, does it have those things? But it's obviously, I think that someone of your experience and quality is looking for how a game like that treats those ideas that people are looking for. I think so. Um, I've still not played too much of it, um, but everything I have experienced in it so far, I've just absolutely loved. It looks like a classic retro JRPG, Mm. but you can tell it's been thought about in a modern way. There are things it does... There are you know, there are niggles with old JRPGs that I sort of hate. Are we often. talking about battle XP? Battle, just battles is the first one I want to talk about because usually in a JRPG, before you even battle, there'll be just reams and reams of character dialogue explaining how all the systems work. Right. This game assumes a level of knowledge um, from its player base, from its target audience, i.e. me, from people who love classic JRPGs. And you're just running along and a monster attacks you and immediately you're in a turn-based battle. Uh, there's no transition between a map screen and a battle screen. And I think that's, you know, that was always like, I always saw that as like a, just a, a result of the technical limitations of the time when these games were being made 20, 30 years ago. 
doesn't need to do that now. It's like a seamless transition into the battle. There's no tutorial immediately. Just a little simple battle menu comes up. Attack, skill, item. So what, like, I know what to do now. And I'm immediately in this battle. It's great. And one of the things that um, I did read about it as well, I was trying to bluff my way through this section of the podcast, was just about the, the XP for your party comes in a pool. rather than, So you don't have to play with people just because you want to keep the, you know, like, yeah. uh, so you can deploy them in the situations that are actually needed. So that sounds good as well. It's, it's great. I, again, I've not played much of it, but it's it's so my cup of tea. And the other thing I wanted to say about it is that the enemy is called the Fleshmancer. Yeah, I really liked that. Which is good, isn't it? Yeah, that is good. Like um, the Necromancer, but for flesh. Flesh. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to interrogate what that means. No. Instead, I'm going to talk about Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon, which by the time this podcast goes out, I believe that uh, the pair of you will have played. Yes, two noobs. We I saw that we were you. tweaking the format there. <laughs> which, yeah. one of you, which one of you is going to be the expert? Neither of us. Yeah, I think we realised that we wouldn't have we wouldn't we just wouldn't be experts in time yeah it's 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 vast i'm hearing that there's a, a big difficulty spike at the end of the tutorial the tutorial so <laughs> god knows what the stream's going to be like i was reading about it and um my understanding is that uh it, well it I, I obviously did the classic google is this game hard and right. people were saying it's not hard you just have to pay attention and i was like well, that, that <laughs> oh. is that's the classic oh oh no no it's not hard you just that's when someone is like i've played this game for 50 hours it's not hard you just I think gotta maybe be you just have to pay attention and then like me tune your armored core in to yes. whatever you're going to be facing yeah. yeah which is not i must admit not my strong suit no i'm not good at like i'll be adaptable i'm like i play this one way yeah i hope right. it works <laughs> yeah yeah this is my favorite thing yeah i'm gonna use it again and again i got like i was you know tens of hours into demon souls before i like changed my outfit to and and it was like oh my god i'm so much more nimble now like to get around a boss well, i was like a, why hadn't i done this sooner it's a good example because the only the, breaking into souls games for me was a matter of um looking up a guide on how to cheese the Drake sword right. and then having an incredibly powerful weapon that made the game easier. Right. Otherwise, who knows? <laughs> and then all the YouTube comments being like, Drake sword. <laughs> yeah, right. Noob. Yeah, yeah. Noob. Oh my God. Uh, but I really like, I just like the the stream title, Two Noobs. It reminds me of the um, the Julie Julie Walters <laughs> Two Soups sketch. Yeah, right. Two Soups. Yeah, yeah, two, yes, I two do. Two Soups. Um in terms of uh, upcoming releases, all anyone is talking about, including Secret Boss. See, I hear Secret Boss is a thing. Yeah, um, Secret Boss talks about this a lot. Um, and it's Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Which I believe is out on the 6th of September um, with early access, early access, early access, a little earlier for the, uh, obviously a little earlier for Tomorrow, the uh, digital in deluxe. Fact, if you're listening to this on Saturday. Edition. I think it might be today. Wow. I know. That's really early. I know. <laughs> so early. Um... And everyone's excited about Baldur's Gate 3. It's all that anybody in Games Lands will be talking about for, a, for about a month. I'm very excited about it. I keep, every time I go on social media, just Baldur's Gate 3 this, Baldur's Gate 3 that. I've not read anything about it. I, the, my one concession to um, preparing myself for Baldur's Gate 3 was to go back and play the, like the port of uh, Baldur's Gate on PS4 obviously on my ps5 yeah um i didn't get very far because right. it's a very old game and yeah. it was made for a different system it's very difficult to control 
Yeah, I can imagine. But I'm that, excited about uh, Baldur's yeah, Gate 3 also. Gate 3. I mean, I really, I, I don't know if it's really fair to say this. I love the first three hours of Divinity Original Sin 2, okay. which I've probably played four times. Right. Every time thinking this time this I'm going to we'll play, play this game. We'll play it for real now. And I still desperately want to. And I love those Why first three start? hours. Uh, because something else, because it's vast and it requires all of your attention. And we and keep on saying we'll play it together. Well, yeah, I really want to play like it co-op. Double, like, the double t- commitment. Two, two player co-op. Four player, I think. <gasps> but maybe let's say two because we're not sure. The overlapping um, time. Yeah, that would be difficult to find those moments. I just like, I mean, I've done very little in that game and I just find it like the combat's amazing. It's just as a tabletop RPG player, the way that they have transitioned tabletop it's funny because you know like games really are secretly based oh, a yeah. lot on like dice rolls and just tabletop the more the stuff. D&D has come back the more you kind of go wait a minute yeah this has just been games have just been ripping this off for games have been like hiding their workings for eight like don't show that it's actually based on a on a board game and now we're we're in a, play, a position where it's actually cool to like bringing them back bring yeah. it back like show me those dice rolls and things the medium the medium becomes becomes the, the thing becomes the thing you like yeah. Whereas the technology has always tried to hide the medium itself as much as possible. I think that's just like a cool thing. From the age I am, I, I, I think that um, games, and obviously you guys are a tiny bit younger than me, so games are already just there, where, you know, like in, in yeah. uh, computer games. And recently read Dice Men, the um, yeah. history of Games Workshop, and, and obviously they're going from importing games to making games and then making choose your own adventure books and also then both of them end up in the video games industry and it's exactly that and you kind of realize oh this is literally the transition that these yeah. people who've been making games on uh, on paper or on book form for like 10 years just starting and of course they're just gonna you get a machine to do all the dice rolls and then it's just the same as it was yeah. before it's so silly that i would think that that was cool but i do and yeah, i same. i don't know anything really about Baldur's gate through uh, three i've been kind of keeping my head down on it I'm really excited about it. Like I said, I I think Larian are great and I wish I'd played more Divinity Original Sin 2, which I haven't. And I stupidly think this time's going to be different. This is the one for me. But so there's Gate not 3. a particular thing in Divinity which is like you get there and it's like, oh, I don't know what to do now. It's just about... No, I mean, the game opens up yeah. a lot, substantially, but it's more It's more just... It's just, the, unfortunately, the way I play games, especially big ones, it's like, and like if it, another game will come along that I'll need to just look at for a bit. And then, you know, Divinity's so big that when you turn your back for a while, yeah. you look back and you're like, oh, I can't remember what I was yeah. doing. And like, like I said, also Rob and I really hoped, we talked about it loads, playing, playing it together. And we've man- never managed to do it. it I would happen. love to do that. <laughs> it will never happen. Well, there's Diablo no. 4 as well that I've barely scratched the surface of this yeah. year. Just d- too many amazing, massive RPGs that yeah. can be played cooperatively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about, rounding up what's new, also what's new is that um, you're both relatively recently back from Gamescom. Yeah. Um, don't want to go massively into it because it's a week or so back. And there's lots of videos on the channel. You can catch up on individual games and lots of coverage, including featuring uh, Ash and Rosie, if you're missing them today, everybody. Um, but for you both, what did you see? Was it good? It was. Uh, my favourite game that I played surprised me because it was a game in which I died again and again and again and again and again. Usually I hate those games, but I didn't. I loved Ghost Runner 2. Oh, wow. Uh, It was just cool. Just very, very cool. Uh, And it's a game where the more you die, the more you learn about enemy placements and ways to make it through the level. Uh, So by the end of my playthrough, 
I died so many times that I just knew where everyone was. And when I finally did do it, right. it was oh, great. Very nice. And I looked very cool. And it has, so it has like on foot sections and also motorbike sections, right. which are brilliant. Yeah. Where you're just like at the last minute, you realise, oh, I have to, I have to drive on the wall now, and you, it's designed so impeccably well that you will see with just enough time to react where you've got to go, and it feels great. When is that out, Rob? Good question. <laughs> I know. Sometime in- oh, it's out on the twenty sixth of October. Oh, nice. So very soon, Dave. You can only now talk about a game that you know the release date of. Otherwise oh dear, that's you. not my that's not my strong suit, eh? I'll just guess one. Okay. Um, I mean, my my honestly, my favourite game that I played was Ghost Runner Two as well, and uh, I had a different experience to Rob, where I played it really well and didn't die that much, and uh, <laughs> it was great. No, I died, I died a, a lot as well, and it was you know what it's like when the developer sat right next to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he said at the start, "It's a game, you're meant to die loads. You're going to die loads," but still. Oh, it's horrible. I know, at one point he was like, yeah. <laughs> at one point he said to me, "We actually, uh, if you need the me- if you need the tooltips to be in a different language, we can do that." In, you know, like, <laughs> right. like I wasn't reading them. I was reading them. My guy just came and asked me, "Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just going to help you get. I really want you to get to the motorbike bit at yeah. the end of the demo before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are running out of time. Yeah. We're running out of time. It's really, really good. I think it's a game you'd really like actually because it's just. I, I don't know why. Uh, I think that. But it's got that instant restart. Oh, no. The checkpointing is really like liberal, and and as soon as you die, you instantly press the button and yes. you're back. A like hot, hotline Miami esque. Yeah. Well, I think the the game actually everyone was thinking about and out there in the audience as well is um, Urban Trial Freestyle. Rob, that's the that's, that's the, the big Urban Trial Freestyle. <laughs> big yeah. God, that was a long day in the office, wasn't it? Was oh, and then a few long the train journeys. You don't realise that Nathan. Oh and I, yeah, we took that. I remember all, all over the shop with us. But yeah, it's really really fantastic. Apart from that, uh, I really enjoyed Payday Three. Oh, nice. Another game I would love to oh, I was have so a little bad team. At Payday Three, <laughs> oh, Rob. <laughs> hey, you get to put your mask on when it's like begin the heist and i was like oh wait i didn't mean to put my mask on so i pressed the put your mask on button not realizing that once you put your mask on the put mask on button changes to throw a grenade (laughs) (laughs) so we were doing our stealthy approach and you know is that that five seconds where i knew what was about to happen (laughs) and everyone else was like okay so we could maybe hack maybe hack the computer there and then it's just like guys (laughs) one of those great it's already gone wrong everybody (laughs) and you're about to find out why there's like three you know three visitors and one developer on the team and just like finding new ways to test the developer's politeness as he's like okay maybe we'll go loud (laughs) like not saying you idiots we said we'd be quiet who was that we said we'd be quiet this time (laughs) he's like okay yeah maybe we'll go live i guess this means that in the game you can't throw grenades without wearing a mask you can't well the the before putting on the mask bit is like the scouting bit i love that where you're You're like a civilian pretending to be a civilian like scoping out you walk around the bank just like just having a look just having a look (laughs) don't worry about it you can still um i think you can still you can still sneak in you can still hurt people. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can, I don't think you can throw Maybe a grenade. It's a safety feature. Got to have the mask on. There was one yeah. mission where we we did do it and we got to the end and our scores were being totaled. And it was like, the amount of bags you've successfully stolen. Money, 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 money. And then all the penalties started coming in. Like, <laughs> Civilians killed. 
three minus sixty thousand dollars or however much it was uh, and i'd it was me i'd killed all three of those i'm not sure that reflects the economics of actually robbing banks you have to pay when you murder people surely no no maybe we were really good robbers who sort of donated to a charity or something like sorry about that so that and that was uh i i really miss cologne clones fantastic and i was i wasn't able to come this year otherwise i'd have loved to but so was it nice to be back yeah it was nice i mean it it was weird it was weird. I think that I think that the three of us and um, uh, you know have been to Gamescom many many times. We've learned many many lessons. Right. And then with a few years away, you forget everything. Right. And you get we back all like, lessons. What? How do we do this again? Yeah. Okay. Um, it took me two days just to figure out all how all the halls connected to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I had remembered. I had you know I I've had got that. like a mental map. Yeah, yeah, I thought I had. No, but it was very nice. And uh, and you know Cologne is beautiful as you as you said. We had a lovely walk across, romantic walk across the bridge together. Did you put a padlock on the bridge together? No, no, okay. not because we've already got one. Um, and we had some lovely food and a pizza that was too so big. I actually felt pain. In I was in pain afterwards, physical pain. I enjoyed it. The pizza, not Dave's pain. <laughs> Mm. That well, that is enough about your pizza, yeah. uh, and also about Gamescom. Thank you very much. And now we're moving on to the next section, which, as a regular listener to the podcast, I absolutely know is main feature. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've prepared something. So, on our main feature today, I don't really have a snappy title for it, and I know Ash, Queen of Puns, always does. Um, but it's playing on the fact that I. I'm old. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, and I'm also returned. Um, we talked about, uh, so, so basically the idea is um, reliable, good things that you come back to. That's right. and, and, and obviously in a gaming context. And I wanted to kick this off by saying, I, uh, but, but I'm going to talk about games, which I always talk about. Just so, just okay. suck that up. But one of them's a new game. One of them's, um, and this will give you time to think about your answers. So in terms of, uh, so I know that um, on the last podcast, I do listen to the podcast, um, that on the last po- podcast you uh, talked about things you came late to the party. Obviously, mm. I uh, you know I could have done an entire series of podcasts on games. That I, yeah. And I've got ones in the future. I'm going to be late to the party uh, for, with Elden Ring. I've still yeah. not played it yet. Um, but in this one, a little bit different, just things which you uh, may have come late to, but you know, the, but just super reliable. I think things age differently. Some things age incredibly well. Some things are really like an artifact of their time. Um, and there isn't, I don't think that there's like, our oh, games are just getting better and better and better. You go back and some things really do stand up mm. for whatever reason, design-wise. And there's some stuff I loved and you kind of like, ah, that was, that was an interesting, you know, it was a stepping stone into the w- games that got good in, in the future. I have been saying forever, and there's a, a really long let's play of uh, Dave and I getting the platinum for it, Dead Space, obviously, 2008, which is 15 years ago now. I don't think, or I didn't until earlier this year, that Dead Space could really get much better. I just think it's kind of timeless. Um, it looks incredible. And I think that there's um, uh, a style to it. You know, I just think that uh, being well-resourced, brilliantly put together, well-made and polished is one thing. I think you can do all of that and then still make a game which ages not particularly well. But I think that when you just have people who just have a style, just like great taste, um, then you have a much better shot at making something which really stands the test of time. And I would put Dead Space in that bracket all all day, every day. Obviously, I played the remake. Obviously, I've been waiting for a chance to talk about it on the channel. But it turns out I'm not on the channel anymore. Um, 
Except now, I am. So I played the Dead Space remake earlier on this year. It's brilliant. And of all the games where I thought, hey, you know, this really doesn't need much of a remake. Um, uh, I th- there's just something about seeing it brought into a, a modern context and just given s- sort of tiny quality of life improvements mm. I really, really enjoyed. Um, the other game, which I will always go back to, you can probably guess, it, again, is Doom. I just think there's something about that very original <clears throat> first Doom. I like the new Dooms, but I'm always... You know, I, I do it as a de-stressor. I will go and just yeah. like, I'm going to go and play the first episode of Doom all the way through for an hour. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, just games which old, old, but reliable and good. Yeah. Your thoughts? What have you got, Rob? Well, I'm... <sighs> Does it begin know. with this? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's, a, it's obviously going to be games that I've talked about many times on the channel before but for that same reason like, yeah they are and i like you know i've talked about skyrim a million times on the channel and i've played skyrim a million times on the channel but every time <laughs> it comes out again uh i will always look for another excuse to include it in like you know a, a christmas series or it's yeah. just it's just i still don't feel like i finished with it because it never feels finished. Like it never feels like you've done everything or seen everything there is to Can see in that game. Can you dip into it? Would you play it like, oh, I, play. yeah. Uh, although I've never been able to just casually dip into it. Every time I've dipped into it, I've ended up being pulled into it probably for at least 20 or 30 hours, right. even if I don't do a full blown playthrough. Do you always start at the beginning? Um, no. So I have like, I have like a save that I'm pretty happy with. It's the save where I got my platinum trophy. Mm. Um, where I've got all the armors for all of the guilds, and I'm just, I'm the king of everything. <laughs> like I'm the head of the Dark Brotherhood, I'm the Archmage of the Mages Guild, like leader of the Companions, <laughs> savior of the world. And sometimes I just like, you know, there's a whole game's worth of stuff that I have collected and built up, and I own houses, and in those houses are like mannequins with all of my cool, coolest armor sets displayed on them. Yeah, there are yeah. bookcases, and you can curate what books you actually want to be putting on those bookcases. Um, so you'll, I can, you, know, you can, if you want to, I'm not saying I have done this, <laughs> collect the whole history of Skyrim, yeah. um, line them up all night nicely on the bookshelves. Do you know, The Witch it, has obviously got a similar mechanic. I just want to say one thing really quick where you can put all your armors in your house in Brooklyn or wherever it's like yeah. in Tucson and I didn't realise that if you play the romance element of the game in a particular way whoever you end up with will live in that house and you go back there and they'll be yeah. there but the way I played I did like mm-hmm. Canon Yennefer and then I think we broke up Oh no! And oh. so when my house is empty I had no idea oh, that dear, that was a thing me. and that makes me want to play again sorry well, Lydia lives in my house and the child I adopted <laughs> What's the child called? I can't Dave. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all, all, all she does is ask for money. Oh, Whenever I come home. I saved the world. Hi, Dad. Can I have some money, please? I guess you've got loads of money there. I do have loads of money. Unlimited wealth in Skyrim. Just nothing can... There's no enemy in that game anymore that can that can touch me. And what if you go out into the world at that point, what do you do? Are there dragons there? What are you doing? Like, are you punching a giant? What's that <laughs> like, punching a giant. Uh, yeah. what, what's the activity just, the world is offering? I just like existing in it. I like riding through it. And there's still like little procedurally generated things that happen organically. It feels like they happen organically in the world. Um, and you'll remember just from playing that Christmas Elf 
episode where you had to find solitude. Mm. And I jokingly said at the beginning, oh, I hope nothing bad happens along the way. And you were like, you know, something bad's going to happen. And I genuinely didn't. But like, there was a chance. you were attacked by a member of the Dark Brotherhood and they had on them that note that was like, you have, you have been contracted to kill Nathan the Christmas <laughs> out. Just oh, lovely things like that. Just, oh, I love it so much. Um, but I do enjoy just just walking through the world. And if I do get the itch to actually start it again, um, I'm not adverse to beginning a new playthrough. Always yeah. with the intention of doing something different. Maybe I'll be a magic user this time. Uh, I never, I never do. I always just return to the comfort of the stealthy archer build because it's the most satisfying and the most fun. Do you think uh, there's any parts of the map you haven't seen yet? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I would be surprised, but I thought I'd ask. <laughs> Sometimes I go in a cave and it's like, I have no memory of I this know. <laughs> Oh, God's sake. <laughs> I go in a cave. Uh, Dave, what's your answer to this question? Um, Old games, but reliable and warm. Uh, yeah, I don't really play games like that. I, as in my... Focused on the new. I am a very forward-moving player and... Even, you know, some of my, especially when it comes to kind of like games with a story or like single player campaign games, I, I think I've, uh, you know, almost exclusively play those games one time. Right. Yeah. I just go through and I move on. Um, And it's very unusual that I play anything a second time unless there's like a remake or a remaster, which is, which I love because I, it's weird because I, I I am always looking for that like next game and sure. I I but I do really love returning to these games with like remakes and remasters. Yeah. Um I was thinking about Shadow of the Colossus as a sort of weird example of this maybe not weird but like what you were saying about Dead Space. Yeah. I it it just was such a it, it that felt like a game of of its time. Yeah. I think it was fan I think it was amazing and I loved it at the time but I couldn't quite as someone who doesn't go backwards, I couldn't really see it how the the remake was going to kind of fit in with the modern world, and I was so wrong. Like that is uh, that has really said the the um, stood the test of time for me. I think that it, yeah, it felt a game that was quite unusual. You know, it's like Studio Japan, and they have this very nuanced kind of take on gaming. I think yeah. I mean amazing games, but they felt very to me kind of like it just felt like a PS2 game, and that was where it would belong. And the the PS4 um, remaster was just so so good um and it really made me think about just those preconceptions i have and i think it's probably because i do just keep moving forwards and i don't return to stuff unless it's you know i return to something like gt just to do laps and laps and laps in terms of like that nice warm comfortable feeling like an old pair of slippers but you know because both you i mean i I guess I, i was talking about the dead space remake um anyway but but both you talked about remasters and i guess it is interesting i feel like um since we have been doing this job Mm. over the last sort of 10-15 years remasters and remakes have become much more of a kind of a staple of the uh, of the release calendar and i think that that's probably just backing up what we're saying in, in terms of uh games are there's like an inherent quality to a lot of ideas and games and then it's worth making them into a remaster or a remake. Do you know what I mean? They're not stuck yeah. in a particular um, period of time. I'm trying to think of like, it's difficult to think of those games which are stuck. It's like, you know, why would I? Right. I? <laughs> <laughs> Leave them there. Um, yeah. And, it's, and, I, and I guess that is true. Like, especially with, like, you know, certainly with, it's what all I was thinking of Dead Space is, 
I love that game. And actually, like, if you'd asked me as a curmudgeon, I'd be like, I don't need it remastered or remade. Um, I'm happy to go back and play the old one. But obviously there's like a huge potential audience there who's never experienced that game. And just that experience itself with, I mean, it was actually a fairly thorough and really nicely thought out um, remake, uh, which added sections, straightened stuff out, made more of like zero G, loads of specific touches, which were really, really good. But basically the core of it was just what was there already. And just bringing that to a new audience is... uh, yeah, worth it's interesting going back you know you sp- you've spoken specifically about a single player campaign and it's interesting to me that that's one of your kind of uh, like reliable gaming experiences in as much right. as you know for me I love mechanics but the you know the thing about uh, in games like I think it's probably my favourite thing in games are the mechanics but the story like experiencing that that's probably why I don't think to go back because i'm like i'm done i've experienced that for the first time and like you know that's happened like are you playing dead space obviously you know exactly what happens in dead space you know what's going to happen around every corner more or less are you playing it because you know what you know is the comfort in knowing what's going to happen do you just love exploring the mechanics it's funny because i i one of the things that we did on the channel which i loved was rob's cinematic playthrough of that particular level on mgs2 was it two Mm -hmm. um and that obviously came from uh, a joy that you got from I love this game. I'm playing this game a lot. And obviously when we're younger and there's a limit to the number of, you know, you got much smaller. So you're going to just play the heck out of whatever you got. So that comes from that. But then also then at some point it morphs into a joy of, I'm really good at this game. (laughs) I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm enjoying that. And with Dead Space, it's like me sinking into, I feel like just the texture of that game, like the noises, the sound effects um, and the sort of the soundscape of it all. But then with the, with the look of it, just like him as an engineer and how well that character of an engineer fits that world, the holographic UI that exists in the world, not mm. like menus and stuff. All of that, when I go back to it, I'm just like, this, this is such a distinctive sense of like place and atmosphere. I'm just so into it. It's like, yeah. it's great. It's like you like love the world, but yeah. also love that you're good at it. Yeah, and I, well, yeah. I'm not scared of anything. Nothing is, right. and I guess it's a horror. Maybe there's something else. That, like it's almost like up. if you peel away the fear. I mean, right. I'm not saying that you were. Afraid. I would be afraid, oh, but you know, if you I peel that away, then you can just enjoy the world. Because that's the thing. I would love to play Dead Space. I think it looks amazing. I love the, you know, the the world and the design of it. I have tried. Yeah. I've tried with the original. I've tried with the remake, and it's too much for me. What well, do you know? Man- well, this I conversation I had with Ash was about because we were playing the remake uh, at the same time. And actually, I did not one of the, I I put it down for a couple of weeks because like I was scared. There were some right. bits I didn't know anymore, and then that made it much. I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not a horror fan at all. Yeah, I, I like becoming familiar enough with horror games that I'm not scared of them anymore. Yeah, it's a very slightly different mechanic. It's maybe the same for you then, Rob. Like, as in, is it that you enjoy existing in the world of Skyrim as I much? I enjoy as- being the most powerful man. <laughs> yeah. in the world. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know more than you know because I guess I had missed mistaken or misunderstood that some people might be returning to games to experience the story again or, or maybe, I have done that maybe the maybe the mechanics I have but, done that but, I, but I, you I, were both maybe talking about just enjoying existing in the world I also enjoy dipping into it in much the same way that I enjoy rewatching the Lord of the Rings every Christmas it yeah. just feels like home to me yeah that's how I feel about like an Uncharted 2 you know yeah. going back to the Uncharted so, games was, are one of my exceptions actually and just rule. some things are so good and just reminding myself, I'm sure we've all got like a hit list of just stuff, which is so just going back and just reminding yourself uh, of, yeah, the, like the train level on Uncharted 2. I yeah. could just play that forever. And then sometimes some of the character moments, it just, yeah, just like struck by, huh, uh, yeah, chef's kiss. 
Yeah. And uh, the big point about all of this anyway is that ultimately it's like me, isn't it? Coming, coming well, back I was to worried to that's where you were host. going with this, yeah. <laughs> coming back to host the... Yeah. Yeah, Interesting that's, that's, that's your interpretation of how we feel about you. Hey, before <laughs> we end this section, um, I've got one completely unrelated story, which is I think that uh, you were talking good. about eating a, uh, a pizza in um, yeah, Cologne. Cologne. And uh, while I was, I went on holiday. The reason I didn't come was because I was on holiday uh, and I went to Croatia on Rob's uh, recommendation, actually. And I went to Dubrovnik and it was 35 degrees and I ate a pizza midday. Right. And <laughs> I don't have very much of a memory of what else happened. <laughs> just to eat like a hot ball of cheese. Um and I got hit by a sea urchin, and I know that the cameras got might hit by a sea urchin. Well, okay, I hit the sea urchin. <laughs> they, they've really evolved since I've been in the sea. They are like, scary. They as are well. scary. I am not a fan. Um, not a fan. Bits of it were in my. I thought I'd just mash my oh. knee up against a. I was snorkeling. Yeah. Um, oh, and I thought I'd mash my knee up against a, a, a rock that was in the sea, but it was. Uh, I came out. It was like very neat perforated of perforations spent a while digging out bits of that i'm quite scared oh. of them because my dad stood on one once and i just remember him sat on the beach with like this thick black tuft of spikes coming yeah. out of his big toe and we had to dig them out with like a blunt safety pin and oh it's, my just, God. it's just not that sounds like a horror game well they like they're really fragile aren't they and if they i think you know you have to be really careful pulling them out because if they could snap beneath the skin yeah, yeah they're very you can get into some trouble so fragile it's made me quite scared. Pits. And now they're hitting people. I can't believe this is... 30 miles be an hour. They're mobile. <laughs> they've got to be stopped. Um, Look both ways before we cross uh, this yeah. current. For God's sake. <laughs> sea urchins going past at speed. If I can remember the thing I was going to say, we can edit it in later. But failing that, we're going to move on to the next section, which is going to be comments of the week. And you're going to have to explain to me how to do this. So. Oh, this will be good. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. Oh, see, he knows. We still got it. We still got it. Why didn't you just use the old sting? It's more fun, apparently, if we do it live. I think it's quite offensive to people's ears. But we did it live with an actual live audience. You were there, Nathan. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you were the Last of Us. Yeah, Last of Us Part One live podcast at BAFTA. Yes. Oh, Rob, you dropped your BAFTA card there. For comments of the week this week, yeah, Alex and I decided to do something a little bit different. Okay, um, which is not mean comments. You wouldn't come with mean comments. <laughs> we only That's do the good were. ones. Uh, no, it was that a couple of weeks ago um, we did a community post asking community members to describe the most recent game that they played, but without naming. I liked this the post. Game. This was a good post. Well and done, Alex. This has now been turned into a quiz. Ooh, exactly. I'm um, excited. So I'll do it alternately. Okay. I'm going to read out the description. Obviously, you've got to try and name the game. I don't know how Alex has figured out the game because obviously the people didn't say it. No. Maybe that suggested it's all very easy. And if you don't get it, I'll pass it on to the other person. Okay. I'll try and count. Um, so I'll start with Rob. This is from user Ashley Kinsella, who says, 1940s crime said in Los Angeles, the main character who won the Silver Star during the war. He went as a detective after the war solving mysteries. L.A. Noir. Correct. Good one. Dun, dun, dun. Here's a good one. Yeah. A zonal hero, David. Uh, zonal? Oh. Wait. Zo no, no, you're right. It's zone I. Okay. It doesn't make any more but sense. But that's the user anyway. I don't need to worry about that. No, you don't. Okay. That's the commenter. The game is set in Shibuya, Japan. It stars a high school boy framed for assault, a creepy man with a long nose, and a magical cat bus. Is it Persona 5? 
It is Persona 5. Yes! Oh, I was well done, worried Dave. then. I was saying, you said Shibuya and I was like, oh God, it could be any number of things. Do you know, I, I read all these and I was like, these seem gettable to me. But it was the weird thing about quiz, and we've done quizzes previously on the You've channel. seen me fall apart in the quiz situation. It's so easy when you have the answer is basically right. what I'm saying. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of obviously this. But yeah. yeah, when you're on the other side. So it's one all. Gaming Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> this question is for you. No. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> Very good. Speeding through the grand valleys and deep forests of the world in chariots, both old and new. Slightly cryptic. This I one. think I know what it is, but I like it. Speeding through the grand valleys and deep forests of the world in chariots, both I mean, old and Slightly yeah. tricky here is this is Alex's interpretation of what this is rather that, than that a is fact. true. Um, we might I think have to there's a fairly him. solid couple of clues in there. Okay. Speeding through the grand valleys and deep forests of the world. In chariots both old and new. Oh. I don't have a clue. David, well, it's your is. chance to steal. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I was just thinking like Gran Turismo 7. Oh my word, that's exactly what Alex thought it was. Yay! Me and Alex. It's cryptic, isn't it? I think, I think... Chariots old and new. It's just that, you know, it's just cars, isn't it? Old cars, new cars. Lovely deep forests. In, other, was, in places. Forests, in yeah. Places, Driving yeah. cars forests. in places. They have forests and valleys. Speeding very fast. I can see that Rob is fine with this. Yeah. Dave, it's your chance to make it 3-1. Okay. Britt Anderson has written in saying, returning to a family home and uncovering the tragedies that happened to those who lived there. Um, I hope that it is what remains of Edith Finch. I can tell that Rob is furious that he didn't get that question. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. 3-1 to Dave. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're halfway through. Uh, nearly, are we? No, this is number five. Then we'll be halfway through. Squall 0506. Ooh, good one for you, Rob. Um, Blue Needle Mouse travels at insane speeds around <laughs> exotic locals. Locals. <laughs> exotic locals? Uh, well, it could be any number of Sonic You games. must be specific. <laughs> Alex has actually written very specifically that he doesn't need to be specific. Right. Right. So, <laughs> Sonic. A Yay. Sonic game. That's correct. <laughs> Do you want to guess one? Sonic. This is really a test of whether you can <laughs> yeah. Sonic game at Two. this point. Sonic <laughs> 4. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. But that makes it 3-2. Uh, three, two. Three, two. Number six then. George Borum. And the game that George was playing, rookie cop turned government agent, goes from one traumatic night to an even more traumatic night. But this time, he's in Spain. Uh, Resident Evil 4. I feel like the Spain thing was too much of a giveaway. It took me a, yeah. a while. Like, Rookie Cop. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I, I wasn't really That's, sure. Uh, that, he's not a Rookie Cop in Resi 4. And it starts off describing no. Resi 2. I and see. then it's like, actually, out, not that one. The clue is out of scope. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I think you're right. The only bit of that clue that's talking about Resi 4 is that the last And I'm sentence. sure if you were winning, you'd be making the same point. So that's 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two to Dave. Which means it's Rob's question. From Justin T. We are born of the blood, made men by the blood, undone by the blood. That's it. It's a quotation. Blood born. Correct. Blood. You'll be happy to know that... Um, that's also just... Oh, not doing it right. 
not doing it right. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the community post just God. asked people to describe the most recent game. That's without, not described the game. Without naming It's like when game. you ask someone to play charades well. and they act out a scene from the game rather than acting out the words themselves. That's how you're supposed to play charades. But you did get it. I did, but I shouldn't have done. <laughs> well, then maybe you should have a word with yourself. Uh, <laughs> do you know, I feel like I'm looking at the three questions we've got left. Yeah. The score is currently 4-3. Yeah. There's a chance. It won't seem like it initially, but there's a chance. Anything could happen. Um, Whose so side are you on here? You should just I'm be the, the arbiter of... of fun. Right, okay. <laughs> um, question eight. David from Jay Trimble. Come on, Jay. Climb Robot Giraffe. Horizon Zero Dawn. Or Horizon... <laughs> That is exactly West. what <laughs> so. Two points. Point for each. Correct. So that puts you on to five. Five to three. <clears throat> Rob. So I've got to score this. Otherwise, I'm out. Yep. Praneeth Velavolu. That's a great name. Just Velavolu. I know. Wow. Might be Velavolu. Uh, a game that lets you make any game that you can imagine, regardless of your skill. Dreams. Correct. Nice. It's all come. It was like down. a marketing line there. It was so good. It's all come down to this from Sam Lance, who asked Dave, "Doge leads trophy men through platforming puzzles to a heavenly elevator." Humanity. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have got humanity? Um, probably not. No, I I knew what game it was, but I had forgotten the name of it until you said it just then. At first, I thought it was Nippon Marathon. Oh, oh my god! I was just seeing Doge and and leading people, and I was like, "Oh, Nippon Marathon!" I wouldn't have got Humanity. Humanity's great, really good, really good game. And uh, I don't know how my brain remembered that that's what it it was called, but it did. Yeah. So, well, that's it for comments of the week. Actually, although I would say that um, uh, we we do have a prompt for next week. Yeah, um, which, next episode. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, two week for two weeks time. I hope Ash doesn't mind me suggesting something because I'm going to do it whether she do does it. or not. Um, and that is well, just uh, making the prediction that everybody is going to be playing Baldur's Gate 3 when the next pod arrives. I'd like for people to comment on this one, just telling us what the uh, what your RPG character name is and what the story is behind it. Nice. For little e- backstory. For example, I won't be here next time. So I will say that my RPG character name is often Dolg, D-O-L-G, which is a good name for a dwarf. <laughs> It was originally applied to a dwarf, but then it's also my demon and Dark Souls name. And the reason is because at university, Warren G um, yeah. had very recently... You went to university with Warren G? I did, yeah. No, and he, <laughs> he did a song with uh, Nate Dogg. So Nate Dogg was in the... So my uh, I was known sometimes, uh, I, I guess ironically, <laughs> at, at university as Nate Dogg. Right. So Dog was my kind of nickname. Yeah. Lots of different versions of Dog in lots of my online names. Uh, and I just put an extra letter in there for my RPG name. To make it a bit more fantasy. Dolg. 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 Well, yeah. Rob, you must know that you're going to be Roberis. I'm always Roberis Targaryen, yeah. Yeah. If it fits. If it Some fits. games. Oh, Targaryen. Some games don't get, don't have Targaryen. Artarg. Robbery. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Uh, I, I often go with Sir Davos. That's good. Like with an E? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Sir. I guess. <laughs> what was yeah, Davos? Who was he? Was he the Onion Man? The Onion Knight. Davos Seaworth, yeah. yeah. He was just like the sensible the sensible one in the end, wasn't he? <laughs> the sensible he was one who always was able to stop 
stop the children bickering. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Dave does that. That's it for comments I of the try. week. Um, and the others can tell us theirs when they return. Next oh, time. yeah. Good idea. So this is a little section I like to call before we go. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, that's right. Where I'm just going to talk about all the stuff I've been doing. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> it has, yeah. So uh, how long have we got left? We've got, <laughs> we've got a while. I'm just pressing uh, the timer button on here. Um, two things I actually wanted to bring up. One for discussion with everybody else. Um, one just for myself. Okay. Uh, and one because it's what we've been doing in the office, which is uh, just wanted to... Today's a big day. Um, people out there won't know it. They won't care no. either. That's the other thing. And Rob might even be annoyed that we've I'm mentioned it. I'm not sure it. Rob cares. Um, I don't know how don't I feel, know what's to be going honest. on. For my birthday you will know. this year, my work present was a 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Oh, this has annoyed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, or for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, 2,000 pieces. Um, would I say it's the best jigsaw puzzle that we've, we've ever done in the office or that I've ever done as a human being? I'm not sure. Um, lots of, it's lots of pictures of things I like from Lord of the Rings, mm. sort of connected by smoke, yeah. which is very challenging to it's, put together. It, yeah, it? it's taken something you love, I think, and made it hard to love. I put in some, some genuine hours uh, in the jigsaw at the yeah. weekends. Came in. We, me, Dave, you and I did about two or three hours this weekend. Yes, we did. Pulling it together. I'm not even yeah. sure why. Just we're... deliberately for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just put some, why we put the Howard Shaw music just, on? Just it don't, is, just don't worry about it. I think that I think <laughs> that would be that's always just you don't have no you'd never have to do a jigsaw puzzle ever. No, no you one has to, to do jigsaw no. puzzles. But there's a reason that they remain so popular. Yeah, I've never really understood myself. This one's got Aragorn on it. Jigsaw puzzles, Lego. You <gasps> don't understand Lego. What uh, IKEA furniture? Well, I like putting together IKEA furniture. I'll be honest. Korean barbecue restaurants. Agree on that one. All well, places no, where specific. You, you have to go and sure. make your own fun. That is you have the, to cook your own food. That you have is to the build your own thing. toys. You have to piece together your own art. Do you know, I will say that the, the whole jigsaw puzzle... Annoying. The jigsaw puzzle thing where... Uh, you're basically... I was thinking about it today. I was looking at the picture of this thing done. 2,000 pieces. taken us, uh, what, three months? Um... And I was looking at it going, isn't it crazy that one of the most enduring things that human beings do is they make a picture and they break it to bits and then yeah. the challenge, <laughs> the fun bit is putting it back together. And it reminded me of like, sometimes you give animals, like dogs especially, like just nonsense things to do and they call it an enrichment activity. Yeah. And I was like, this has been like an enrichment mm -hmm. activity. Very much so. Just like, oh, going to match the colours. Mm, these black bits go together. Doesn't yeah. it feel awful? Because you've done it now and yeah. it's been the culmination of... We're going to put it on the wall. It's gonna Are go, you? It's going to go up there. How are we going to do studio, that? I'm gonna, you get a special spray, it glues it all together, and you can frame it. Probably that's, only cost a few hundred pounds. That's a, <laughs> that's a bit better. But what? surely, like, it's so... Did you not hear about the hundreds of pounds? I don't know how much it costs, really. Don't I know that. It's going to be fine. But if you, if, had, if you all weren't doing it. that, then I, I just don't understand. Like, the goal of a jigsaw puzzle is, is to then just put it all back in the box I afterwards. Actually, I actually yeah. disagree in as much as I don't want to see it again. Oh. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, like, it's like with Lego. I love making the thing. Yeah, I think there's the... my Lego Boba Fett somewhere. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, Lego Aloy down there. Yep. I love making it. Then have much less 
desire to, to display, display it. No, I don't want Making to, no. is the fun. Oh, yeah. And that, so I actually really enjoy the puzzle process. I have enjoyed this one. This one has been hard. I think of myself as quite good at puzzles. I've not been good at this one at all. Do you um, know, Lego always makes me feel a bit, a little bit sad. Like, so uh, my kids, we, you know, did, got a lot of Lego. Sometimes they'd ask for a big Lego set for Christmas and you'd make it for a couple of hours. It'd be perfect. And they'd love it. They'd play with right. it like a big police police station or whatever and just like a little bit falls off yeah. and then as soon as that little bit's fallen off something in my head's like this is not ruined but like it's and I feel guilty and it's yeah. like this was so much money and now it's like oh we but if they're having fun time. with it yeah I know but then and then eventually it ends up it's all in the box yeah yeah. I've, and it's been in the box for 10 years I've bought Minecraft Lego for my daughter before and she's loved it but then she's like daddy can you build this with me <laughs> And I've never bought her any more Lego no. sets. <laughs> For God's sake. I think it's actually it's supposed a... to be a thing that you love doing with your child, isn't it? Building I Lego. I just find it too so... Uptight, I just I just find it too... It it's should... too much work. It's work. Well, it should be. It should also be build it. Well, I love building it. Like you say, I don't like maintaining it. Once it's made. Mm. And also, I don't have the imagination to have fun with it if it's not just building the thing which they Absolutely. told me. I love following yeah, instructions. I can't, I can't, I can't create anything out of nothing from, from Lego. No. no. Apart, unless it's a tower. How <laughs> tall can you make the tower? Exactly. Sometimes that's fun. Yeah. And you knock it down. This is... This is probably quite revealing for all of us, isn't it? So that's uh, that's the first thing I wanted to mention. Um, I wanted to ask if you'd watched, this could be a short conversation, uh, watched any Ahsoka yet? No, not then? yet. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, we were at Gamescom when it launched. I don't want to hear the excuses. Uh, it's not an excuse. It's more, it's like, and it's made me feel weird about it. I'm behind now. Oh, and I'm, I'm No, no, it's the classic day. <laughs> uh, it's more like... I don't know. What you know about? You haven't played Elden Ring. I'm not. That's not because I'm worried about. It's because I'm uh, waiting for my moment. I'm. What poised, do you think I'm like worried a, about? Like a tiger. I'm waiting for. Sometimes my we get games early. Yeah. And you will, and me and Rob will play a game for a week, and the game still isn't out, and you'll be like, oh, "I'm behind." It's like the game's not out yet, Dave. Just play the game. Well, I don't know if that's really true, but it, it, that was <laughs> true, true one time. It was true one time. Um, but yeah, I just uh, so I haven't watched it. Basically, I haven't watched it. I'm Fair. a little bit nervous about watching it because i, I find star wars to be a three episodes up now four by the time yeah no that's not true three episodes out now i'll um, probably watch it this weekend um and my my last thing before i just stop talking about all the stuff I've, I've been doing with my time um i am very very close to finishing the wheel of time series wow i'm on for the second time haven't you no. didn't you do this as a child wow. no as a no. child i read four of the books oh right I saw out of how many 14. Oh my I saw god! That this I saw the teaser for season two. Yeah, with the Wheel of Time. I've got some thoughts about the Wheel of Time TV series. They're not all completely negative, but it's difficult. I think when you really like a version of a story, yeah, to see I, it done differently. I used to love it as a child, and I read all the way up to book eleven. Oh, Knife you got, of Dreams. You got through. You got through what they call the crawl. Crossroads of Twilight was no. Is that book ten? Book ten is Crossroads I of Twilight, know, right? Yeah. It's hard. There's because the first so third of it is a recap of everything that's happened yes. in books seven to nine yeah, from yeah. different characters' point of view. Yeah, you'd have uh, you got right up to the Sanderson books, and then you stopped. I, yeah, I think the last one that Robert Jordan wrote was Book Eleven, Knife of Dreams. Yeah, and then twelve was supposed to be the finisher, yeah. and they divided it into three, so twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Um, never read the Brandon Sanderson ones. They're pretty good. I went <laughs> to my shame. Uh, I just read what happened on wikipedia <laughs> so you know, at the I, end of it so i read um eye of the world like 
probably a year and uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. And I did the same. I was like, I'm never going to read all 14 books. I'm just going to look this up. And I did. I read it all. And then it's so dense. And it's 14 books worth of stuff. Stuff that was happening at the end had no relation to the stuff that I knew about. So I forgot about it all. So yeah. now I'm experiencing stuff. It's going, this is amazing. <laughs> this is fantastic. And once Sanderson comes in, it's like he's just got the bullet points of what happens. And he just start like stuff just starts smashing. Nothing happens for like the last four of... Uh, Robert Jordan's books. No. So did the original author die? Yes. And a second yeah. author came to finish the story. Yes, correct. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thanks, so what man. you're on book what? what book I'm, you're on? Uh, I'm very close to the end of book 13. And oh, wow. And then I'm going to be starting on the last book. Blimey. Soon. It's exciting. What's going to happen? Who knows? Well, you you should remember. For, but, uh, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, read it, I've read it all. Um, so, Rob, in, in the in the manner of this uh, segment of the podcast, which I know all about, what if, uh, what's happening with you? That's not actually how it works, Nate. <laughs> we we <laughs> we just we come with things that we have them or uh, we don't. Have you got anything? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. Well, uh, well, I watched I watched a film recently that I really enjoyed. Tell me about it. The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, which I thought I would like. Bit weird. Yeah. Has Robert Pattinson in it. Yeah. I love Robert Pattinson. And weird. As we have discussed on this podcast before. Um, and it was just everything I wanted it to be. Just pure cinema. Yeah. I thought, brilliant. Just a, a big emotional echo chamber. Weird and horrifying. Uh full of wonderful imagery uh, and I just didn't want it to end and then it ended yeah. and I thought wow that was great it was great there's that one there's that one shot when they're arguing halfway through which is uh, like a really, I can't even remember the painting that's really specifically styled on but it's just like this horrifying image of them both sort of poised like frozen with light coming out of uh, and, and yes, framing them sort of Willem Dafoe lit incredibly atmospherically from below yeah Awful. Brilliant. But great. Brilliant film. Oh, there we go. Uh, so apart from not watching Star Wars, Dave, is there anything that you'd like to bring up in this section? Um, the Bear. I've been watching The Bear. Uh, I've I been love watching the bear. a little bit of The Bear. It's also. so good. I finished season one at the weekend. Nice. Um, it's on Disney Plus. 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 Plush. Plush, if Disney you want to watch Plush. it. And it is, I just think, I think it's excellent. I think it's really, really excellent. It's about um, a Michelin starred chef who takes over his brother's run down sandwich shop mm. in Chicago and uh it's quite intense i mean it's like it gives you a real taste of a kitchen everything you <laughs> you everything you think of a taste of kitchen everything you know you kind of think of as a professional kitchen like the the heat and everybody being kind of very close to each other and yeah, everyone's jo- everyone doing similar jobs and you you know they're like dominoes like there's all of that and then there's just the intensity of what's going on in their lives um um and it's also you know just amazing looking food it makes me hungry it makes me want to cook it's really really good i think it's excellent and is I it a drama it. is it drama yeah it is yeah, yeah it's, it's really tight i've only watched one or two episodes and it's it's really tightly put together you know, like uh, Edgar Wright does those like hard cut montages. Yes, a little bit more expanded than that. But some sections of it are just like there's so much going on. There's like noise in the and just chopping, loads of chopping. Sometimes I th- I don't you know I don't have great hearing. I don't know if I'm just missing dialogue or it's more that you just you know people are just talking over each other and shouting it's a vibe. and it's more you just get a vibe of like 
Kitchen. What's happening? But I, I honestly think it's excellent, and and yeah, I'm enjoying season two. I think there's only two seasons so far. I don't know if there will be more, but it's great. Nice. It's good. Well, what a perfect time to end the podcast, isn't it? Right now. Yes. Do you know what I didn't do? Check what? how we end the podcast. <laughs> was on a you don't usually like get this far when you. No, I like really. Well, about this one, I'm like they stopped chatting. It's just the end. So maybe one of you. Should, I think you yeah. could figure it out. Okay. I should guess. I, I, I have really, really enjoyed being uh, back. Your guest host this week, in the absence of Ash and Rosie, he will be back for the next podcast. And I've really enjoyed spending time with my friends Dave and Rob. Uh, and talking about all the things we've uh, spoken about please do put your comments in uh, let us know about your RPG names if you have one which you use regularly um, do all the regular things that you would normally do certainly like this video comment on it to tell us how enjoyable it has been and subscribe to the channel and press the extra buttons that you should press uh, and come back again <laughs> I'm out of touch that's basically it okay great you did it thanks thanks for, thank you <laughs> thanks for listening or watching we'll see you next time